The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio. Expression through innovation. Welcome back to Wookiee Radio. And as you can hear, Mike is not leading it in this week. He told me 30 seconds ago <laughs> that I could lead in here. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Anytime. I'm here for but you. I am Ken. Sitting along with me is my uh, smuggler friends, uh, Mike and Derek. And we're being, um, yeah, see, when you throw it, I'm uh, <laughs> we're being joined by a friend of mine. I've known Molly for many years, and um, she actually started training in stunts with myself and my wife when we first started years how long like seven years ago or something like that uh yeah about seven seven maybe eight years ago i think well yeah. a couple of years ago she decided to up and move on us and move out to la and ended up getting on mandalorian so molly was one of our jawas <laughs> so this is <laughs> so how are you guys all doing doing good i, I love watching you squirm I know, Mister Big Bad. Mister Big Bad started at like uh, Geek Watch One. Yeah, but see, Kylan has the first couple of words on that one. <laughs> so, it, so, it's, true. it's fun watching Big Bad Stuntman Pro Wrestler squirm. <laughs> well, Molly, before we get into you for a minute, I do uh, I do have to since Mike gave me the lead on this, I do got to plug everybody. Go to the website wookieradio.net Check out all the links on the right hand side and check out all of our friends. Um, doesn't cost you anything extra, but check them out, see what they got, and um, if you buy something from them. It doesn't cost you any extra, and they just give us a little bit to say, hey, thanks for sending you there. Yep. So we got Found Me and um, Heroes of Villains, and then also, Mike. Well, what, found me, what Found Me and Heroes and Villains use the code SMUGGLERS for 15% off your first purchase. Which there's some okay. great Mandalore-themed gear on there. And yes, yes. And actually, I just flipped, I just flipped on um, Heroes of Villains, and they're actually running a sale of the universe yeah. right now, up to 60% off. Up and their 20 prices, 60 off, off to pay on the product. Well, you know that Rebel Commando jacket that I have? Yeah. They, it's $28 right now. Wow. Normally 70 Oh, yeah. oh wow. That's a good deal. Yep. Yeah. T-shirts at 25, 24, 12 to $24. Yep. So, um, some beautiful stuff on here, Molly. And to answer your other question, on our actual web store, yes, the blackout hats are available. Awesome. Let me see what this thing looks like. I may have to order one for myself. Oh, our guest last week, I did find out it was announced this week. She's coming to Cleveland. 
Emily's coming to Cleveland, or from two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Emily's coming to Cleveland for Wizard World Cleveland in, at the end of March. Oh, that's uh, amazing. I'm going to have to uh, make up a badge for you to print out and laminate to deliver to her. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's if I could. I don't know if I'm going to Wizard World Cleveland, but I know she's going to be there. Oh, yeah. The hats look awesome. I'm looking at them right now. Fitted and adjustable. Nice. So check that out. That's actually our... Um, if you go, like I said, to wikiradio.net, over on the right-hand side, you scroll down, you'll see the T-shirts for Wiki Radio, and there's T-shirts, hats, all kinds of stuff. Except Your baseball for, jerseys, except for, jerseys, all of them. Except for guests, the site's updated. Oh, the we- the website is? Wow. Yeah. Even, Mike's been busy. Even last week's episode is on there. Wow. Oh. Hey, where's Mike? What have you done with him? Huh? What? <laughs> 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 I'm just finally in, so, a, I'm finally in a spot where yeah. I can actually get caught up and try and stay caught up. Next project's working on the guest list, getting that caught uh, up. yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of guests, I think that's enough of the um, of the homegrown stuff. We need to get into our guests here, Miss Molly Miller. Welcome to Wiki Radio, Molly. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, some so of your I'm- some of your other friends showed up, Molly. <laughs> I can't abide those Jawas, disgusting creatures. <laughs> what? You can ignore <laughs> Caesar Pia. I know they're my my friends are troublesome. <laughs> That's right. Obviously, I've known you for years, but Mike and Derek and the rest of our friends here don't. So, who are you? A little bit. Give us a little bit of your background. Um. <clears throat> well, you all know my name is Molly. I got started with Ken doing uh, stunts back in I think it was 2012. 2011 or 12, um, in Ohio, which is where I'm from. Uh, yeah, I, I trained with uh, an amazing coordinator, Richard Fike, for, for years. And I uh, was a part of the team for a long time. And then I saw an opportunity to... Uh, I saw an opportunity to move to L.A. and I ran with it, realizing that it could open a lot of doors for me. And I made some connections out there. And uh, some of the previous connections that I had, you know, would pass my name around and I would um, go to different stunt houses and meet different coordinators. And uh, anyway, I ended up booking uh, this gig on The Mandalorian as a Jawa. And it was it was definitely the experience of a lifetime. Let's put it that way. <laughs> how how did you end up getting cast for the role of a Jawa? Uh, talk us a little bit through that. How did I end up getting cast as a Java? You know, that's a it's a pretty funny story, actually. Um, I was already working. I was working on the Avatar sequels at um, this studio in L.A., and which was right next door to the studios that were shooting The Mandalorian. I mean, I could walk there. Um, I had heard that they were in process of uh, filming and like the, pro- the production was getting started. And so I didn't have any connections on The Mandalorian. And what I did was uh, there's this there's this casting company in L.A. for background extras called um, Central Casting. It's one of the biggest casting companies. And I decided to uh, get booked as a background extra just to get on set of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And so I had a fitting during my week of working on Avatar. And I, I went to my fitting and everything. And then um, and then I anyway, I happened to work as an extra first on The Mandalorian. And then I ran into one of the coordinators or assistant coordinators that I worked with on a previous project. And he saw me and he's like, Molly, what are you, what are you doing here? He's like, you're, you're back right extra? What are you like, like he was kind of shocked to see me. And he's like, he's like, I'll give your name to the stunt coordinator. Like I'll tell him about you. And so he passed my name along to the stunt coordinator that I didn't, I didn't know. I'd never met him before. And, uh, I get a call to, I, I get a call to come in for a second fitting and to meet the stunt coordinator. I was, so, so later that following week, I have another fitting and I get called. <laughs> this is the best part. I'm in this fitting. And then I get the call from Abigail. Hey, Molly, we need you back on stage 
stage 27, 26 or 27, and we need you to come back right away. And I told the ladies that were putting the wardrobe on me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I got to run. I have to reschedule this fitting. Uh, they need me back. Um, let me give you guys a call later. And they were totally fine with that. So I was like running out the door, trying to make it back to the other stages. And lo and behold, I run right past uh, Ryan Watson, the stunt coordinator of <laughs> The Mandalorian. And he's like, oh, hey, Molly. And I was like, oh, hey, Ryan. Good to see you. I got to I gotta run back to Avatar. And, and he, he's like, he's like, you do that. That's okay. That's what I want to see anyway. So I just ran back and he's like, it's good. I'll see you. I'll see you next week. You're hired. That's all I had to see. <laughs> he just wanted to see me run because uh, they needed little little people to be Jawas, and and part of all of the a lot of the stunts was involved running and like running up and down the ramp, carrying heavy parts and pieces, and uh, yeah, it, that was my audition. <laughs> okay, running, running between stuff. running between studios, <laughs> sound stages. Yeah, it was really comical. Um, but that's how I got the job on The Mandalorian. So it was through another connection on a different project. And yeah, everything just kind of fell into place. Okay. Yeah. So did you end up getting the background extra role that oh, you yeah. initially yeah. went for as well? I initially got that. Yes, I got the the background role uh, to begin with because they needed, um, they needed smaller. Yeah, they, there was... There were certain, um, what do you call it, certain creatures like that could only fit very, very tiny heads. Like the, the creature masks and the creature heads were so small. And, and so it, I think they could only use people who were under like four, four foot eight, four foot six. Because, yeah, there was no way that the circumference of these masks would fit a normal person. Okay. So besides yeah. the Jawa, what other episode or scene would we see you in? Uh, so I believe in the first episode, the background extra part that I was seeing that I was part of, I think was in the first episode, um, the canteen, canteen, I think that's what it's called, canteen area. The cantina. Um, Yeah, the cantina. Yeah, I'm terrible with, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, where they get in a fight and all that. And I, I was the, um, stilt head. I, the, I had like these goggles, I had this brown mask with goggles on it and like one slit in the eye. Okay. And I was sitting at the table across from someone. I was just like a creature in the background. Okay. I had like antennas too. It was, it's hard to describe, but yeah, you can see me in the background of that scene where they get, um, where the main characters get in a fight, like, uh, in the canteen area. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to watch it again. Oh darn! <laughs> Just see, I, you didn't tell me you were in find another. <laughs> I was yeah, watching all the Jawa scenes today. Yeah, like I was mainly like a Jawa. That was that was that was my main job in the Mandalorian was a Jawa. But I was in that first episode as a uh, as a cre- different creature. <laughs> Um, but that's why being an extra is kind of kind of what got me the job or okay. the connection. It's what led up to the, to it. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you never know who you're going to run into on set. It's, this yeah. is very true. <laughs> so, as a Jawa, how much of the Sandcrawler was available for you to play in, and how much of it was just um, the the LED screen makeups? Um. So it was actually yeah. It was a really tall, what was it? it was built up pretty high. So the, the sand crawler was most, I would say it was 70% like green screen and uh-huh. like 30% uh, like an actual physical build of, of a platform where, so it was a, like a high rise. Um, so, you know, the windows where the Jawas are throwing out uh-huh. like pieces down at the Mandalorian, correct? Yeah. Um, so that was, it was built up really high. They had that whole wall was, was built up. Like there was a wall that looked just like the outside of the uh, sand crawler. Um, okay. But it wasn't, it didn't move. It wasn't like, it wasn't that big, to be honest. It was just like, I, I think it was maybe like 35, 40 feet off the ground. It was built up 40 bad. feet high, maybe. That's not bad. Yeah. And then green yeah, screen the rest of it. And then the green screen the rest of it. So wow. it was like one big square wall and the rest was green screen. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then, um, well, with that wall and uh, that first scene where he's climbing on the job on the sand crawler, which job were you? Oh, I think I was, I was in the second window on the left. 
Um, the one that's uh, hard to keep track of. Like, uh, I know I was in the second window on the left, and then on top of the sand crawler when they're trying to break the crane and make him fall. I I was the oh, yeah. I was the Jawa with the hammer on the left side yeah. hammering at the crane trying to break it. Yeah, I saw that earlier. There's only two of them that are swinging at the crane. It, one has a big stick, and yours was with the hammer. Yeah. That would definitely it's, you can tell that it's you. Yeah. Once you actually tell us that it's who it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, were you there for most of the scenes of the Jawas, or was it just for certain things, or? I was there for like, yeah, most of the scenes, uh, like m- most of all the Java scenes in episode two. Yeah, I was there for the egg. I was there for, um, oh, oh yeah, when he's trying to get the egg back from the Jawas and uh, yeah. like he shoots his flames out of his arm, you know. Oh yeah. Like I was in that scene, like in the way back. Um, so, so the flame I, was an actual practical effect. No. Okay. That was CG. That, the flame was CG. Yes. Okay. That would have been pretty dope, though. I wish they yeah. used real fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those costumes probably would have went up real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Been, yeah. So what? What? What's it like wearing the Jawa costume? It it was it was pretty heavy. I felt like I was wearing like a I mean the best way to describe it like a heavy burlap sack. Huh. It kind of felt it was pretty heavy, and then we had like um uh what do you uh accessories like I had like the little belt and a, like one of the belt with the bullet loops on it okay. like for okay. fun yeah like sling yeah I don't know the names of this this stuff I should um. <laughs> What else did I have? I had, so we had like goggles under our hoods. We had like these um, goggles and then the red eyes that you see were attached to those goggles. Um, But they didn't, they didn't sit quite directly over our eyes. It was more like above our, above my eyes. And I could see, I could kind of see through the hood but all I could make out were shadows. I it, it it wasn't perfectly clear. I couldn't like recognize someone's face. It, it was really difficult to see through these costumes. Yeah, and then the goggles would fog up sometimes, so they had to like run over and bring fans to blow under our hoods just to clear up the fog, so that we'd be able to, <laughs> that we had some sense of direction. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So, so were most of the scenes done on. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, like, um, then they, they got anti-fog, defog, and then they, like, wiped the inside of our goggles so that they wouldn't keep fogging up on us. But it was, like, really hot out. It was, like, 80 degrees. So it was, it was, they kept us cool, too. They would come over and, you know, fan us down if we needed it. And they were really good at taking care of us. Like, we um, – and then – yeah, it it was challenging to move in those things, but it was it was a lot of fun. It kind of it kind of made it more fun. It was like an adventure. Mm. Yeah. So from what you're saying, then the the eyes on a Jawa actually sit a little higher than normal human. Correct. They didn't sit directly over our eyes because there would be no way we could see through them. They sat more on our foreheads. Okay. Yeah, and then what we could make out in front of us were like shadows. I don't know if the other Jawas had an easier time seeing through it or not. Um, I, I think they had a little bit of cha- challenge too. Like I have a very narrow face and some of them have wider faces. So I don't know if that helped stretch the fabric out a little more, you know? Right. So it made it more like visible, but I, I, I was able to like, I did fine. I was able to see where it was going for the most part and our sense of direction. Like it was pretty simple where we just had to run in a straight line or off to the left or to the right. It wasn't like we were like running all over the place in several different directions at once. It was pretty straightforward. Okay, so it was kind of like um, the the hood, it's sort of like the uh, Halloween hood, phantom hoods that you get from like Walmart, where it's got the yeah. hood and the, and the black see-through mesh. Yes, it was like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Correct. I have a wrestling mask very similar to that. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but, um, so most of this, was it filmed on a soundstage or was this mostly outside out in the desert? Uh. It was mostly that I, I believe that episode was mostly shot um, outside on a back lot by the oh, state. Okay. So so it 
and it was like like it was made to look like a desert. I mean, there was dirt and sand everywhere. Like it looked like I was in. I was on. Um, yeah, it looked like I was in that world. It was pretty cool. I felt like I was in Star Wars. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Or I'm sorry, cool. the Mandalorian. Oh, no, <laughs> saying you were in Star Wars was is is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any other well-known little people in the Jawa costumes that we may know of? Um, that you were surprised to see there, or was it um, the typical lesser known who are not known, who are not known for the stunts that should be known for their stunts? Right. Um, no, I, I did not meet any like well known little people that um, were Jawas. I did. I did meet Misty Rosas that played. Um, mm. What is this character's name? I'm blanking on the name. Um, anyway, I, I met Misty Rosas. She was like more well known in the industry, and oh, but, she may have been playing uh, Nick Nolte's. Um, oh, Misty Rosas was Quills. It was the performer. Yeah, Quill. Yes. Yeah, she played Quill. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I met Misty. She was really cool. Yep. Um, as for the, the people that played Jawas, it was there was three other other stunt. Uh, smaller stunt people that I worked with that were the stunt Jawas. And then there were probably uh, 15 to 20 um, background extras, little people that were background extras that played all the background Jawas. Okay. Yeah. So there, there were a bunch of, there were a bunch of us, um, but they were, yeah, they, they were just like, you know, um, not well-known people. Okay. Well, that, that's like we um, found out with the Ewoks. Remember, Ewoks, there was only four or five stunt Ewoks. All the rest were just background extras. They were out there, and um, the ones who were stunts would swap costumes just so they could be multiple different Ewoks. <laughs> right, yeah. That's really cool. I'm looking at the cast list for Mandalorian, and it looks like you did work with and possibly work with another uh, Star Wars veteran, uh, Douglas Farrell. Oh, who, yes. uh, who was a Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I love Doug. Yeah, I worked closely with him. I just, I totally forgot. Our- <laughs> well, it's been a while since you filmed it. How long ago was, did you guys actually film that? That was uh, last, oh, gosh, wait. I think October 2018? No. Wow. 20. It sounds about right. Sounds about right, because yeah. Emily was telling us she filmed in 2018 all her stuff. Yeah. yeah. October or November 2018. It was around there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. have you actually um, ha- started having um, friends and family all going nuts because now you're actually in Star Wars? Has it actually been, made an impact on it, on you or anything? Yeah, I had a couple of uh, family members super excited about that. They're like, oh my gosh, you're in, you're in the Mandalorian. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> and I had a quite a few friends super excited about it too um and my, my brother is so cute he's a fan of he's he's a fan of the mandalorian and star wars as well and he was he like he brags about me to his friends all the time my sister's in star wars <laughs> <laughs> like thanks bro <laughs> hey, have you been going out and getting the various action figures of jawas and trying to figure out how to adjust the accessories to make it look like your character from Mandalorian. Oh, that's so funny you said that. Yes, I got um, one of the Jawa figurines. Um, they actually had us, uh, all of the stunt Jawas, we were all, um, we all had body scans done in this. Oh. It, it was interesting. It was like this weird, I can't describe the technology, but there were like, a hundred cameras surrounding us, like little cameras that all flashed, do, 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 like, like maybe within like five seconds, all oh, wow. flashed off. And got a um, 360, uh, 360, I don't know, body scan. Right, right. scan so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of us so that they could, I don't know, somehow figure out our dimensions and they were using it for those figurines. Um, so we may be getting a Java multipack. Ooh. Sorry, what was that, Molly? No, I think, yeah, so they used our scans as reference for, or models, for, or for the Jawa figurines. Oh, Mandalorian Jawa multi-pack would be awesome. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Uh, we'll have to get that. in and go, one of these is Molly. <laughs> yeah. I'll have her sign it when, she comes, when you come back at home. <laughs> I'd be happy to. <laughs> 
I have to get a Black Series version as well. Yeah. Which, that's what I'm thinking they yeah. may have really done the scans for since the the Black Series is a lot more detailed than the three and a half or three yeah, and three quarters. Figure, so. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'll be honest with you guys, I have no idea what they're doing and what this all means. Yeah. The body scans. And- well, at the moment, they probably that's don't okay, either. Because- doesn't know what they're doing either. <laughs> There, well, I'm going to guess Disney and Lucasfilm don't know either because just the lack of merch coming out. Yeah. Well, also from from what we've heard from other people, um, no matter what they do with it, they probably won't even tell you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We've yeah, seen you'll that. You'll find out when you other, go to the store and find it there. Yeah. Other than that's where actors have told us. I didn't even know they were making a figure until I went to the store and saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty much. So, did they ask you about sticking around and playing a, a Jawa in any other episodes, or uh, did they decide to go a different route? No, they did not. Um, no, that was the only episode that I was a part of, and they're very, very secretive. They would have, uh, if yeah, they wouldn't have asked me that. Okay. It, it was very. I I know that. Uh, I'm trying to be careful with my words here because I want to. You want to return for another um, season? Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. He wants to have the opportunity to come back is the thing. Exactly. Yeah. I can't really answer that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't well, know. Um, hey. I'll wait and see what happens. Well, you were, when you were there, did they have the puppet for the child there with you? Did you get to see that? Yes. I got to, I got to meet Baby Yoda in, in person. <laughs> he was the cutest little thing I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Work. I I had to stand right next to him by the where he's like in the little boat, and um, they there was someone puppeteering him, and they would like tilt his cute little head, and you could see his two bottom baby teeth, and I was just <laughs> oh my gosh! Like I'm like I want to take you home with me right now, <laughs> <laughs> steal him and run off with him on set, and just use the excuse that I'm getting into character. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, they could have left that in there, and it would have actually been an awesome shot for the for the show. A Jawa running away with the baby. That yeah. would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that little thing. Did you get to interact with um, with the director or any of the other um, executives working on it, like Filoni or um, or Favreau or Rick Fumiwa? I met Rick Rick Fumiwa, um, and yes, they gave us. Um, the very little interaction I had with them was them directing us on set. Okay. Um, and like, I, like, I remember, um, I met, so Rick and what was the other woman's name? There was a woman there. Oh, guys, I'm terrible with names. Forgive me. Um, anyway, like they were great. They were so like, at the end of the day, they were so happy. They're like, Oh, you guys did great. Thank you so much to all our Jawas, you, you know? So it was very, um, yeah, there wasn't really any like one-on-one interaction. It was as a whole group uh, working set. Okay. But it was neat to, it was well, neat to work to with I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, I was, uh, I said, I'm glad to hear that they were not, that they were nice and everything. It's always good to hear. Oh yeah, they yeah. were great. They were very nice. They treated us very well. They were they were happy with what we we did. Um, there were a couple <laughs> there were a couple takes that were pretty funny. Um, I remember I couldn't see them like I couldn't make out who was who in my costume. But I remember there were a couple of us. They wanted the stunt job was to like run and fall and hit the ground. And so I was told to like trip and fall. And so I. They, they told me where they wanted me to go. And so, like, I, I pulled my mask a little tighter so I could see a little better. And I looked in that direction. I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going to go. And I found my spot. I'm going to run there and trip and, <laughs> and land right by the edge of the ramp. And so on action, I, I did that, but I missed my mark by, like, a foot or two. And I fell in a puddle. Oh. And I, my costume oh. really muddy and wet. It, they were laughing. They thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Sometimes those are the best takes when you miss it just enough that it um, adds something like that to it. Because you couldn't have planned to fall in the mud like that. No, no. No, it was pretty funny. They came over and wiped, wiped me up. They gave me wipes and, like, helped wipe off my costume after that. It was pretty funny. There were a lot of fun moments. Yeah. Like, well, another messy moment. Because I know you were you had to deal with that egg. What was that like? The interior of the egg. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask, too. Yeah, it was too. so much fun and so gross at the same time. It was really cool. Um, so we... After after the um, the main uh, the leader Jawa like slices it open, we all go running at the egg and like digging our hands in there and scooping out the yolk. Um, <laughs> and it looked like real yolk. I, I I don't remember if it was real or not, but it was yellow and it was sticky. And we were wearing um, black gloves on our hands, but we would scoop some of the the yellow gunk in our hands and pretend to like eat it and get it all over. Like some of us actually got it all over our masks (laughs) and got really messy in our costumes. It was, it was fun. It was chaotic, but everybody was having a blast with it. All, all of the jaw was, we, we loved it. It was was fun to be part of. (laughs) Well, Back to the sand crawl a little bit. Mm-hmm. That big giant trapdoor ramp was that actually a real moving ramp? That would it did it close all the way up and then open all the way down, or was that something they added later? No. So the ramp that that was something that they added later. The, there was a ramp, um, but it stayed stationary on the ground, like um, open. Like and then there was a big green screen behind it. So there was a ramp and then a small platform up top. Um, where we would stand against a green screen that looked like, you know, the inside of the ship. Um, but all the closing closing and opening of that ship was um, was a CGI, I believe, or it was... Okay. Yeah, yeah all of that was added later in post. So um, you've already mentioned on here that um, you've been working on, and I already know this anyway, but you've been working on the Avatar. Can you tell us anything about what you were doing on Avatar? I know you can't talk about the movie itself, but Avatar 2 and 3, I know you've had work on. What could you tell us about that a little bit to get a little bit away from Mandalorian for a minute? Yeah, sure. So what I, I can tell you a little bit. Um, what I did on the Avatar sequels was I, I did performance capture. So I wore uh, that full body suit with the digital marker markers and I ran around in the on the stage in the interior of the stage called the volume which had tons of cameras that tracked your body movement, which transfers immediately to the computers and animates a CGI character. So, uh, yeah, I just did a lot of performance capture. And I, I did some stunts on it as well. I can't really go into yeah. the details as to who I stunt doubled on it and what kind of stunts I did. That's all um, yeah. That's all pretty. We'll find out when the movies come out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> but um, said you did uh, motion capture. I've always wondered what it's like to do that. Is it is it odd or weird doing that or wearing all the dots? It was or? at the very beginning. It was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> it took some getting used to. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was it was so cool. The technology just blew me away. Uh, how you can be standing on stage and you, you jump off of something, you jump off a platform and it looks nothing. It looks just like a plain wooden platform and then you're jumping onto solid ground and there's nothing around you. Yet when you look at the computer screen, you're jumping into a, a river and uh, on a different planet, like on a lush, plant, beautiful planet. And then you have to like pretend you're in that environment, which it was, it was so cool. Like whatever you were doing on that stage uh, immediately was um, animated and, and you saw yourself in a completely different world as a different character doing exactly what you were doing. It was amazing. Sounds like it's yeah. basically the closest you're going to get to right now to actual virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool, though, especially being able to see yourself right there in the scene. Yeah, yeah, you can see yourself and and with other uh, people uh, that are doing the same thing. There's a whole bunch of you and then you're like on a different world together. And sometimes we would have fun with it. And like when there was a little downtime and they were still calibrating or getting the technology like ready to go, um, we would mess around and we would like do fun dances. Some of us were flossing, others were like, just like doing the disco, just messing around and like playing with the characters. Giving them gag reel footage. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome gag reel footage. Yeah, I hope I hope they throw that in there. We we had fun. It's great. That's you gotta have cool. some fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we heard from Emily about Mandalorian. Also, was if they ever release gag reels for the episodes, it's the gag reels could be almost in the uh, bloopers 
could be almost the full length of an episode with some of the mistakes here and there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the best part. Like, I, the mistakes are like so entertaining. They're so fun. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope they have like footage like that from behind the scenes. I've always found behind the scenes footage really, really fascinating. Yeah, I love seeing that stuff. Yeah, me too. That's the actors in us. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and want to see how it's done. Yeah. I, I have to say, though, working on these movies and, and, stunt, and doing stunts in the stunt, stunt industry has changed how I watch movies now. I have to mentally yell okay. at myself to shut up while I'm watching a movie because I'm, like, analyzing how they created that stunt or set it up. And, like, I'm like, oh, that was such a cool ratchet. Oh, I wonder if they did that, like, five or six times before they got that shot. And then I'm just like, Molly, be quiet. Shut up. Enjoy the movie. <laughs> 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 like stop thinking about it so hard. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. That that's <clears throat> I've because we've heard I've heard act, actors talk about you know watching scenes with and doing the same thing. But I always uh, it's in here that when you talk when you're watching stunts, you do the same thing as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it. There's so much work that goes behind creating movie magic. There's a lot. Like once you know what that entails, it's 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 cool. It's cool to know this information, but it also like it makes it's almost too much awareness. It just kind of changes how you watch things. All right. It kind of switches that focus. But but if the movie is like really 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 good, like if the story draws me in, like. I'll, I'll still, I'll get lost in it. Like, I love movies that pull you in and you're so sucked into it and and drawn into the plot that you, yeah, you feel like you're in that movie. Like, it moves you so much that you're not even thinking about anything else. Those are the kind of movies um, that I, I like to watch. And mm. sometimes, like, the more, lo- like, there's there's been a couple that I've seen that are kind of like, eh, they're okay, they're a little boring, or... But, and that's when I start thinking throughout them and analyzing them. It has to, <laughs> I, a movie has to draw me in. I apologize for having stepped away. My niece's lothal cat food showed up at our house, all 54 pounds ah. of it. Oh, wow. And she came to pick it up after work. So, yeah, that was a chore, especially with the dog. She's <laughs> hyper. That's I heard the dog yet. I, it's because I put the put the microphone on mute as soon as I got word she was here. Ah. So y'all didn't hear her. So um, I'm assuming we have moved on from Mandalorian towards Avatar. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, we talked about there's Avatar. Not much, yeah, there's not much we can say about she can say about Avatar. Yeah, obviously. I can't t- talk a lot about it because it's not out yet, and I signed an NDA, and so there's yeah, there's a lot I can't share. But I, I shared a little bit um, how doing performance, what what doing performance capture was like, uh-huh. and um, oh, you and I can talk. I, I work for the company. I work for Disney. Oh wait, oh. it's on air, so now we can't talk about it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Disney, have you had a chance to go out to Galaxy's Edge out there at Disneyland, or have you come here and done Avatar and Galaxy's Edge? No, I have not yet done Galaxy's Edge. Um, I would love to. That's on my list of things to do uh, when I get some downtime. Um, but and, and I haven't gone out. Actually, I went last year. I went to. Um, uh, I went to Disney World and I did. The, I went to the Avatar Park down there. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that was really cool. It was the the ride there that was amazing. Uh, the Flight of Passage. Yes. That was. I have. I, I have. That. I have yet to do the Flight of Passage. The River Ride I really liked as well. Oh yes, that was beautiful. Yeah, and the technology used in it was a very impressive. Now, absolutely. Since you got now, did you come see Pandora before? Before you found out you were cast for Avatar or after? After I found out I was cast for it. Like way after. This was like after I, I after I had finished working on Avatar. Then I went to uh, um then I went to Pandora. So you couldn't write it off as a business trip for research? Mm, no, that would have been great. That would have been really <laughs> smart. I didn't have the time to write it off as a business trip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, as you were walking around, did you want to go, I just want to tell people I'm in the movie, but I can't <laughs> say anything. Well, I went, I went with my mom 
And my mom, like, bragged about me to some people and like, oh, my daughter's an avatar. <laughs> like, mom. <laughs> I know that feeling. I know, I know that feeling. Before, though. Yes. I love her, though. To, like, a, no, to I know a she's point. So proud. To a she's, point. She's so proud. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I didn't, like, I mean, of course, there's that part of you that's so excited and you want to tell people. But I also don't want to, like, I don't like to brag either. Or, like, I don't like talking about myself that much. But yet, here but you are. I, well, but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is now that you've been fine. I don't mind this. Yeah. Well, now that you've been in Star Wars, you got to get used to talking about yourself because you're going to be talking to a lot of people about this. <laughs> and actually, yeah. I think we're we're the first podcast you've done, aren't we? Yep. You guys are the very first. Yes. <laughs> I know we're not the first interview you've done for Star Wars. You, you've done some. Uh, yeah, you've done one for. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I I thought I saw online where you had done uh, an interview, uh, just a, a written interview with someone. Am I am I wrong? I don't think that was me. I don't. Okay. I don't remember. A written interview. I, actually, wait. I miss. I'm misreading it. It's okay. another another podcast saying that you're going to be coming on shortly. Oh yes, I have a yes. There is another person that reached out to me um, to do a, a podcast with them about Mandalorian. Excellent. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Cool. Glad to be the first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's, thank you. That strokes Ken's ego. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I actually knew someone for once. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for me, it's after we do the interview. Hey, we know that person. Yeah. So, because we. Well, thank you, guys. So, did you get to um, actually meet Pedro Pascal or any of the other um, actual official stars of the show and um, talk to them much? I did. I, I got to meet Pedro Pascal. Um, we basically said hi, and he, he introduced himself to me. I said hi. And um, that was the only interaction we had. That, that yeah. was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so the, this, was, then, this was before getting into costume? Because I had heard no, rumors he kept, the, he kept the helmet on the whole time he was in costume. He never took it off between, between takes. Yes. I knew it was him, but I did not. Yeah. I did not see his face. Like I knew. Uh, like I. Yeah. That's someone well, committed to the role. Well, the helmet on. This is the way. <laughs> yeah. But you know that's on screen. In between takes, you could take it off. I would hope. Yeah, I'm that's, sure. I'm sure they offered to, but I didn't. I didn't see him with them. I didn't see him with the mask off. That's against the code. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so. No, he's great at you know staying in character. Mm-hmm. And apparently so. <laughs> so I'm going to apologize yeah, if this if this was a previously asked question. What did the egg taste like? Oh, I didn't actually eat it. It wasn't for real. Like, uh, we when we scooped the yellow goo out of the egg, whatever it was, I forget what it was. Um, it looked like real egg yolk. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, we didn't. We had gloves on and masks, so we didn't actually like eat it. But we put it like against our face to make it look like we were actually eating it. I couldn't. I couldn't taste it. Was it kind of like a a slime consistency? Yeah, it was like a (sighs) slime consistency. They may have used, it kind of smelled, I remember vaguely it smelling like egg, so I wonder if they used real egg egg yolk. That would have been interesting. Nah, they, w- they went over to um, Paramount and um, went to Nickelodeon Studios and grabbed some of their slime, added a little bit of blue to it. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made yellow, and there you go. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. looked it looked real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty it – was, it was fun. It was gross. Um, and oh. everybody was getting it all over, like all, like, uh, 10 or 12 of us that were, like, running after the egg and scooping the yellow stuff out of it. It was, it was messy. That was a messy scene. They were – they were um, the wardrobe was coming over and wiping off our sleeves and our gloves in between takes so that we can reshoot it and do it again. And then they would, like, refill the egg up and then put the – Put okay. the top of it back on and make it look like we hadn't opened it yet. So, so, so we'd reset the scene. So it sounds clean. like it was more more slime than it would be the other thing I was thinking of, which is a caro syrup concoction, which would be really uh, sticky. With oh, that. okay. Yeah, if it wasn't sticky, it was probably slime. You might be right then. Yeah. Because it, it, well, it was coming off with wipes and stuff. It yeah. came off pretty easily. It was probably slime. Mm. Yeah, you might be right. So... Since now that you were on Mandalorian, what was your favorite um, 
what happened on set that was your favorite time on set doing this? Oh, one, um, one memory that you remember something happened that this was the greatest thing in the world. Oh, I would just oh, my favorite thing. I would mm-hmm. say it was just um, it was just gosh, just being a part of the Mandalorian and just being a part of every scene. I wouldn't say I had one favorite moment. Um, I liked I liked doing the stunts. I liked falling. I I loved. Uh, we ran up the ramp too. We were carrying um, pieces of the ship or pieces of parts for the ship and like running up the ramp and then down the ramp. Um, I, everybody that I worked with was super cool and laid back and it was such a fun environment. I mean, like we would be cracking jokes in between, uh, with the, um, wardrobe assistants and camera assistants. Uh, what else? Uh, there was one moment that I, I remember very clearly. Um, that was another funny moment. I was carrying like this metal piece, uh, that looked like a rocket and it was, it was kind of heavy. I think it weighed like three or four pounds. Um, but I, I was, we were all grabbing parts of the ship to run off with. And, um, uh, I was supposed to run towards the ramp. And so as I was running, like we're supposed to drop, drop everything and run. So as when they yelled action and I started to run, I dropped the rocket and I don't know how this happened, but but it, it dropped right by my foot and I did like a mid-air kick and kicked it with my back foot out of like in the shot and like almost tripped, but like I caught myself, like I didn't fall. And then I just kept running straight up the ramp. But I, I'm like, man, that that was cool. That was so unintentional, but it, that that probably probably looked really cool on camera. Now I have to go back and see if that's the take they they kept. No, they didn't keep that. Uh, I, no, that would have been cool. Yeah, we did a lot of little vignettes that didn't make make it make it an episode. Okay, who who is the yeah. director for your episode? Rick Rick from from I don't know how to say his last name. Famila. Don't worry, nobody can say his last name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Famila, I think. Famila, yeah, Rick Famila, really okay. cool guy. So if I remember right, we get to see him as one of the X-Wing pilots in uh, when they go destroy the. Oh, yeah. It, it was him, Filoni and um, the gal. No, uh, Favreau oh. was was Paz Visa. He was. Uh, he yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was a uh, female. I can't think of her name. Yeah. The other director. Get, just a second. I'm already on the. IMDb page. Yeah, the isn't it the the same director who's doing the old series? Deborah Chow. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it was Deborah Chow. Oh, Deborah Chow. Yes. Oh, I met her. Okay. I think she worked. She worked on the second episode too. Pretty sure. Okay. Did you get? I know she's supposed to be directing the new Obi Wan series also. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So now you need to start getting out there, going, "Hey, I want to be an Obi Wan. I've already played the Jawa." I could do it again. Yes. Well, yeah, really. We know Obi Wan has to take place on Tatooine anyway, and there's Jawas on Tatooine. At least part of mm-hmm. it. At least part of it. Nothing says he doesn't go off world. I say he doesn't go off world. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, not that they listen to me, but and Molly, and they've already got your sizes. They can just pull your costume because yeah. your costume was the brown one, right? Not the gray that they use on the other Jawas. Yeah. All they got to do is pull your costume out of, out of Mandalorian stock and reuse it. That's right. That's right. Hey, and Absolutely. we know that they still have the costume because Lucasfilm doesn't throw away anything. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> No, they don't. <laughs> they still have they still have a, a lot of the stuff from like the original um, Star Wars: A New Hope from this back in the seventies. They still have stuff from that. Yeah, that's as, incredible. It's all that. it's all in Burbank now. Wow. Yeah, it's in the archive. Well, the archive the archive's been moved to Burbank. Mm-hmm. So wow. I mean, I know Lucas has some of that stuff, but. Yeah, a lot of it went with the company. Anything, anything that didn't stay at the ranch archives uh, that he kept was that kept at his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like with uh, like half the merch as well. Yeah, um, when I um, first talked to you, Molly, you were um, surprised. I told you it's like you don't know, know what kind of can of worms you've opened just by being part of this. <laughs> no, I didn't yeah. realize that. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait until you get the invite to celebration. Or the celebration. Yeah, celebration is the big uh, Star, Star Wars celebration. Is the big, yeah, that's the one run by Lucasfilm. Oh my gosh, that would be so. It's cool. in Anaheim this yeah. year. Ah, I live like an hour from there. Not even. So it's perfect. If it doesn't happen this year, it, it'll probably happen in future years as the show get, keeps going. Since they say they want to do a total of five seasons. Wow. So 
Hey, there's and Wizard Worlds and everything else. So yeah. That's great. Well, I'm looking forward to that. We'll between wait. yeah, between Avatar and Star Wars, you got a long career ahead of you just signing autographs. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, how's how how was it that you got involved in uh, some doing stunts for some of the Disney shows that you've been a part of? Oh, like uh, like the, the kids Disney shows, like Bunked yep. and Coop and Cammy and all yep. those. Yeah. So I had how how did I let me uh, take my train of thought back to when I did that? That was like two years ago, I think. Um, I believe. Uh, so the coordinator, the stunt coordinator, Danny Wayne. I had met him. I I would go to these um, stunt hustles in L.A. where they had they have it twice a year. Uh, where like maybe 15 to 20 coordinators all show up to this event and, and um, they have like their own little booth and everybody, like all the stunt people in the industry are like invited and, and people who want to get in the stunt industry who haven't done stunts, but ha- you know, have like an athletic background and all that. They can come and meet these coordinators and show them their headshots and resumes and reels um, and try to get uh, build relationships and try to get jobs that way. Um, so I've gone to a couple of those events and like got to meet several coordinators. And I believe I met Danny Wayne there or m- maybe even from I, I don't remember exactly. I think maybe from a previous connection, like a previous coordinator I worked for. Um so, yeah, anyway, I got a call from him out of the blue, and he asked me if I was available to double this uh, kid on the Disney show. And yep. I said, yeah. And, and so usually usually what happens is it's a, it's a very small, like the stunt industry is smaller than like the acting industry. As opposed to 200,000 actors, you have like 8,000 working stunt people and that's probably increased over the past several years it may be more like fifteen thousand now something like that but it's still a very much smaller pool of people and all the coordinators in the industry everybody knows everybody like all that like so what happens is when i work with one stunt coordinator they're they're they all have their stunt coordinator friends or the people that uh people that they know and usually they share um they share they share contacts with each other. So I've had my information, my contact information, just passed off by a coordinator that I worked with like a year ago. I got a I got a call for um, uh, a job working on Magnum PI, and the coordinator on that job was like, "Oh, hey, I got your name from so and so, who I hadn't worked with for like since last year." It had been a whole year, so I got a job out of the blue just because I had worked with the coordinator prior. That and and I, oh. I fit, I fit. I was the same size of this kid on that show. I was I'm I'm four foot four, and this kid that I was doubling it was also four foot four. Coordinators try to match as close as possible um, stunt doubles to the actors, like close in height, close in weight. Um, close and uh, look if you know so okay. you, you never you never know when you're when you're going to get your next job or who it's going to come from or what what job will lead to another job okay but that that was a long answer to your disney question no no um, it's, it's a great hey, answer working magnet <laughs> pi got you a trip out to um hawaii so yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that nice. my, yep that was my favorite location i've been to of course it's hawaii <laughs> now i i gotta I imagine why i gotta ask how was it to be to get the call asking to be a part of the um to, to stunt double neil armstrong's son in first man oh that was that was cool oh my gosh that was amazing i, I was excited i actually i didn't know um <laughs> I didn't know I was doubling a, like, I didn't know who was, so when I got the call for First Man, I knew I was doubling a kid in the movie, but I didn't know who was playing Neil Armstrong. I didn't know it was Ryan Gosling until I showed up on set. And like, I, I'm a fan of Ryan Gosling. Like when I, <laughs> I should have done my homework and looked it up, but I'm not going to say like, I don't really get starstruck that easily anymore, but like that one, I was like, oh my God, it's, it's Ryan Gosling. Oh my gosh, I'm doubling his son. What? What? <laughs> I'm like, okay, be professional, Molly. Be professional. Pretend you don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
out, outside of Avatar and Mandalorian, what's been the favorite project to have worked on? Oh, that is so hard. That's, why, that's why we ask it. <laughs> I can't choose a favorite. It is definitely a tie between Avatar and the Mandalorian. I I have to be honest, like I like Star Wars. I like the Mandalorian. I am not like the biggest fan in the world. I, I I've watched like um I, I've watched like the original uh Star Wars movies. Okay. But that's about it. I haven't like followed them. Like I haven't really been watching the new ones that have been coming out. Um but which now is, I'm gonna Which start- is fine because Mandalorian takes place uh, about four or five years after Return of the Jedi, which is the films that you've been watching. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, they were both equally amazing in their own, like different, in different ways. I did some really, really cool stuff on Avatar that I can't talk about that one day when it's out, I will be able to, we can do another interview then. Well, well, we'll invite Ken over to Derek and I's other show to talk about Avatar and bring him in as a oh, guest yeah. host for that. Um, outside of Avatar and Mandalorian, mm-hmm. what's been your favorite project? Outside of Avatar and Mandalorian. Mm, my favorite project outside of that. Mm. Oh, that's tough. I've done so many things. Okay. Um, just think, I knew you when you hadn't done anything yet. Hey, <laughs> kicking Ken's butt counts. It's a favorite project. She has done that. I, I taught her a couple moves that pro wrestling things that she could throw in. <laughs> yes. Uh, I remember, like, did I remember, like, climbing on your knee and like throwing you over your shoulder. Like, we did a we did a wrestling oh, yeah. move, like like in the dojo. It was an arm drag. She actually grabbed. I taught her how to grab my wrist, run up my leg, and up and over my head, and do an arm drag. Yeah. Okay. Nice. The, yeah, the, that was really fun. The lucha I wish moves. we got that on video somewhere. I know, me too. I don't know, did you get it on your phone? I don't remember. No, I don't think we did. I think we I know there's a lot of fight there's a lot of fight scenes between you and Vicky, my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vicky and I paired up a lot. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, that would have been amazing if we had that. Oh my gosh. Well Well, you're coming back to town um holiday next year. Maybe we'll work something out. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, to go back to your question, my favorite thing, I love working on the kids' shows, the Disney shows. The stunts on those are really, really fun and cheesy. Um, and they're not too difficult. So, like, I, I loved, like, I got to zip line in an episode. I got to zip line and hit another kid who, hit, like, went right into the tree. Like, we both zip line right into a, a fake tree. And that was that was pretty fun. And then another favorite stunt that I did was uh, there was this Netflix uh, show called Family Reunion. And there were four small stunt people that we, we, got, we got to double these kids and we got to drive go-karts. We got to race around in go-karts and crash them. Okay. So that, right. that, was, that was pretty fun. My daughter is watching that show now. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it's a show she's watching currently. Well, going along with that, what's the most difficult stunt you've had to do yet for uh, you? Ooh, mm, that's challenging. Difficult. Running into Ryan Gosling's arms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, he did have to, um, in his close-up shots, where it's on his face and in, in the back of, like, in the, he did have to carry me in some shots, which huh? was amazing. I'm like, oh my, <laughs> like, I could not believe that was happening. And he was so polite, so professional. He's like, um, are you ready? Like, can I pick you up now? And I'm like, yeah, you can pick me up. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready whenever you are. <laughs> like, and inside, I'm like trying not to like, I'm like, be cool, Molly, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I died. Like I'm like so like like in shock that this is happening. So I yeah, because I'm like a huge fan of Ryan Gosling, and he's like so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, Ryan Gosling is carrying me right now. Okay, it, it was pretty funny. And then uh, yeah, so they got the scenes of us running through the house together and like running out the kitchen doors. Yeah, but there were so the the house fire scene that we shot. I don't think that didn't make the cut of the movie. Like it, it didn't make the cut in First Man. I think that's in the behind the scenes. Okay. But they had um, there was like this house fire, 
And um, so I worked with Ryan Gosling's stunt double. Um, and we did, I, I think that was one of the most dangerous stunts. Anytime you're working with fire and enclosed uh, rooms and, and doors, like it's very dangerous. I mean, they had like 10 to 12 foot flames going on in the hall, in the halls in the kitchen and the kitchen curtains and the window curtains caught fire. And like, we had like, it was like a very quick, uh, like seven to 10 second run through the house, maybe, maybe shorter than that. But we had to wear, I, I wore fireproof pajamas and um, fire gel. There was a, um, I was working closely with the fire safety in, on set and they were like dressed in fire gear. And so they layered like a bunch of fire gel on my face, my hands, any like bare exposed skin as we ran through the house because it, it was that hot and it melted off so fast. It, and um, oh, wow. yeah, it was pretty, pretty dangerous, very risky, very risky. And then they would run in after after they cut, they'd run in and uh, take um, they would spray down the walls. So yeah, it was intense. They would put the fire up. So, I mean, it was most of the flames were controlled. They were flame bars. They could control how high and how low that they wanted them. But uh, the walls and the current, everything did kind of catch on fire. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty intense. That was a, a, that. And that also answers your most difficult stunt question. I, I had the easy part of the job where I was being carried. So it, it wasn't that difficult for me. But still, being a part of the intensity of the heat, like I, I would say, that's a, a more dangerous, a more risky stunt. Probably scarier too. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. That's though. one of those. With, working with fire is one of those that you, unless you do it, you can train forever and ever and ever to get ready to do it. But until you actually do it, you don't know how you're going to react anyway. They could have picked you up, and as soon as you start to go through, you start flipping out, just and not no control over it. Just happens, right? right. You now you never know until you're actually presented with it. Well, yeah. you, and you don't know what's going to happen with those flames either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, fire has a mind of its own, no matter how controlled it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. There, there were a lot of fire safety um, personnel and firemen, and um, they had a whole crew. There were there were so, uh, and they would like have to. They even did like um, they said like the house was on fire on the outside too. They set the house on fire on the outside. We I I just did the interior portion of it, but then at some point they put the whole house on fire. Like the roof was on fire, like the walls, the everything, and um, they would have, like spray it down with the hose. It was pretty cool. Like nobody was inside for that. Like they did it safely, and like we were all kept yeah. at a far distance from the shot. Like they pushed us all the way back into way in the backyard as they did that one because it was just too dangerous for anybody to be that close. Have you ever done a a burn where you were on fire? No, I have not. No, I have not done that yet. I yeah, I don't. I don't think there are many kids that get on fire in TV shows and movies. That you know what? That is something that I would like to get into and just to try it. I do like a partial burn. I wouldn't start off with a full body fire burn. That is one of the most dangerous stunts you can ever do because you only have like, I mean, a person can stay on fire for maybe 30 seconds max, maybe less. Um, It's, and there's so many factors that you have to keep in mind. The wind, um, the dryness, uh, like just a little wind or a breeze can like make you blow up and like it can make it the fire go out of control quicker right. and then spread faster. So it's just right. um, the fumes. Um, it's very dangerous. So I want to start off with that, but I know that there's, I know there's classes out there taught by like professional stuntmen um, that do partial, partial fire burns. And um, I know people do full body fire burns as well. I, I would do it to try it. I don't think I would ever, I don't think that's going to come up as a stunt for me in the industry. Okay. Because there's, it's very rare that you see any kids in movies that are on fire. Okay. Now, what what if you had done something like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean or um, maybe even Mandal- another episode of Mandalorian where uh, something happens to a sand crawler with the Mandalorian or you get hit with his flame and, and you got to do a burn? That'd be a non-kid situation where, where you could be involved. That's very true. Absolutely. So you know, well, and we know Molly from the just experience so far. You never know what the when the phone rings, what it is you're going to have to do. That's true. Yep. <laughs> it's not always kids. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. You have a good point. Yeah. Uh, you guys have any other questions? I think we're probably pretty, getting close to pretty good for tonight. Was there any other anything else uh, that you remember from Mandalorian that we've not covered that um, was just really, really awesome or something uh, really funny? One final story from Mandalorian that you've not told us. Okay, so um, yeah, it has nothing to do with the actors or like anything specific that we shot on set, but that um, working on the Mandalorian was my first experience working with so many little people like myself, and I had never I I I I grew up in a small town, and I never went to like you know little people of America or had I haven't been or no, I didn't know that many little people. I maybe came across one or two in my lifetime, you know. So mm. working on set with so many little people, I met a a woman who was like three foot two and I looked down at her and that was the first time I ever looked down at someone in my life. Like I've never had that experience. It was a very surreal moment. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm looking down at a, a, at a person. What I'm like, this feels really weird right now. There's someone smaller than me. And like, no, it was great to meet her. She was a lovely lady. Um, I unfortunately don't remember her name because we only got to talk for like five minutes, but, um, she was, she was really nice. And, but I, but I, that was just a surreal moment for me. I'm like, there's someone smaller than me and there's so many little people. I don't know what to do with myself. This is so cool. Like it kind of like, it felt really neat to be with so many other little people. It was, that was just really cool to me. Yeah. And, um, we, we had fun. It was, it was just a great set to work on. And uh, we all had fun working on the different scenes together. And I think, I think that egg scene was probably a favorite for everyone. Everybody went wild <laughs> and, and crazy when that egg came out. <laughs> it was just, it was fun. We were all like running into each other, pushing each other, tr- clamoring over each other, trying to dig for the egg, like the, to eat the egg. And I think that was the most fun scene that we did. Okay. Yeah. So we all bonded over that. But yeah, I'll never forget my first experience working um, with so many little people. I thought that was really cool. Okay. Where can people find you online? Um, so I have an Instagram account that people can follow me on. My Instagram is Molly Miller Stutz. And it's spelled M-O-L-L-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R-S-T-U-N-T-S. So they can look me up there. And then they can also find me on IMDb and just uh, type my name in. And yeah, my um, all my credits are on there and my little bio. And those are the only two places that I'm really... I, I'm also on, on Facebook, but it's private. I have to... My Facebook's pretty private. So okay. yeah, those are my public pages. All righty. Well, Kim, why don't you uh, bring us home? Well, Molly, thanks for hanging out with us. And I'm glad we were the first chance you got to actually talk on a podcast. But I think there's only one thing we got left to say. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Oh, <laughs> my